It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. Well, I guess this is the Thursday edition that will go out on Friday. And I'm here with Jeff and Tim. I had to think about your names for a minute. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> fart noise. <sighs> No, yeah. you gotta save it. <laughs> uh, but unsolicited, though. I like... Okay, okay, okay. And Tim's not saying anything. Trust me, Tim's here. I'm looking at yeah, him. Yeah, I'm here. I'm, I'm definitely here. Guys, I figured that we'd just take a couple minutes off the top to just have like a little bit of um, to have a little bit of an airing of grievances. I know Festivus is like seven months off. And we can't wait seven months to do this because then we we will forget all about it because there will be other things that we will have to air at that point. So why don't we just get that out of the way right now? Wow, I don't know where to go here. I don't know if I want to go with Jeff first or if I want to go with Tim first or if I want to go first. Who's decisions, decisions? Ramp up, maybe? Grand Funk? What? Ramp up. Like, like, go with who you think might be the most mellow and, and, and work to a crescendo. All right, Jeff, why don't we start with you? <sighs> to start with? Yes. <sighs> <sighs> Sorry. <sighs> <sighs> We're advancing the, the cause of podcasting today. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that shit was shit. It, that I, I got nothing. <laughs> it was it was bad. Oh man! All right. Last night, all I could think of was, "Hey, we just put out an episode a couple of days ago where I said I have no problem with the Tampa Bay." Lightning. I almost said Buccaneers. <laughs> I have no problem with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why but, would you? <laughs> I, know, I don't have a problem with them. But, I, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't have a problem. Oh, yeah, sure, they have some dicks there, but it's fine. And then I watched the Bruins get fucking tossed around like fucking ragdolls in game two. And then game three, they, they weren't tossed around as much. But basically, my way of summing up game two was to use... Jeff's term, fart noise. Yeah, fart noise. This is I, th- this team is fucking killing me with the whole idea of like I say something positive and I feel great, and then you guys just go take a shit on the ice and you call that a game. You did it twice in a row, guys. I have believed in you all season long. Why are you testing my faith right now? And if you keep it up doing this, I'm not going to get a birthday game. So you fuckers are fucking it all up. Get your shit together. Okay. Now, Tim, you've been sitting there quietly or actually your your video's frozen, but that's okay. Oh, okay. You look very serene. So I can't wait to see this serene picture and hear what you're going to say. Well, first of all, I have to say is I fucking told you I hated this team. <laughs> oh my God, you did. <laughs> I fucking told you. What the hell 
did I do in a past life that the only Tampa Bay team that wins is the fucking Lightning. <laughs> like, holy goddamn shit. The only one that wins is the Lightning. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. <laughs> and, like, this, the Bruins are playing, like, absolute ass. Like, so, like, from every player, for the most part, is just playing like shit. Um, they can't keep the puck in their own zone. They turn it over every three seconds. Not only do they turn it over every three seconds, they turn it over either in the neutral zone or their own zone. So that's probably something you should clean up if you want to win. Um, like, oh my freaking lord. Or they just skate over the puck, which is just absolutely mind-boggling how they're just like, oh, there's the puck, I'm gonna go that way. <laughs> like, that's cool, too. Um, also, NHL, get your shit together with this fucking face-off circle. Get your shit together with your refs, because I have no idea what a penalty is in these playoffs. Like, I don't think anybody does. I, I do. I actually uh, the do. The bigger problem is no one knows what a fucking face-off is, apparently. Yep, that's a huge problem. Patrice Bergeron does not know why he's getting thrown off the dot as much as he is. And uh, it's only a penalty if a Bruins player commits it. Yeah, I hate to be that guy, but it seems to be true. Because holy fucking shit. The Bruins get a penalty called against them when a dude literally hits himself in the face. <laughs> he literally hit himself in the face. Like, and he got four minutes for that. He got four minutes for Hedman like, high-sticking himself. <laughs> like, what? Also, Brad gets slashed on the hand and on a breakaway, nope, no call, nothing. And then Brad slashes someone on the hand the very next day, well, two days later, and yep, that's definitely a penalty now. <laughs> and the fucking problem was the ref was like, well, I couldn't keep up with the play in game two. If you can't keep up with the play, how about you quit and give it to give the ref jersey to someone who can keep up with the goddamn play? <laughs> like, holy shit, that's your job to keep up with the play. Like, and that's literally your job. And Wes McCauley, you're going to be shitty being riffing. At least be interesting. You didn't even manage that last night. What the fuck, Wes McCauley? That's what you're for. It's the only thing you're for. Well, I well, I don't know. Last night's refing wasn't as bad. I think I can say that. It was not as bad as game two's refing. But last night was the was the, the, the high stick though, and that's that's really kind of a high fucking watermark here. Oh no 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 I no the high stick was game two. I the, you know what those two shitty games blend together actually. Okay, but actually <laughs> Chara got high sticked last night and they didn't call it. So you're technically right. There is a high stick involved in that game. That was a big thing, and there was a stoppage. And how did they not call that? How 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 did how do you high stick? You literally have to climb a tree to fucking high stick Chara. You literally have to like jump in the air, do a little twirl, throw your stick, and hit him in the face. To get a high sticking on Chara and you don't call it. And when you do, please make sure you're saying, By the power of Grey Skull! 
<laughs> like you have to try. It's uh, it's like trying to slap a giraffe in the face. You have to try. <laughs> zoo i was feeding a giraffe and it, <laughs> this other giraffe kept snaking his tongue around to like around the other giraffe to take the stuff out of my hand <laughs> i could have slapped the giraffe just then <laughs> i don't even know what i'm talking about anymore it's just nonsense <laughs> it's true nonsense but it's nonsense <laughs> oh god yes yeah, so okay Tim, Tim is uh, definitely, like, of the three bears here, he's the angriest of them. They sucked so bad. Holy shit. Like, oh my gosh. Uh, they, they were just so bad. They uh, Defense, <laughs> offense. Everyone had 29 seconds on the power play. That, that was the entire set amount of time the team spent on the power play. By comparison, Victor Hedman played five minutes and 50 seconds on the power play. Oh, God. Okay, why don't we talk about... Let's cool down a little bit. Let's talk about officiating. Now, we're just going to... to... You want us to cool down and we're going to talk about officiating? Really? <sighs> like, <laughs> like I'll, I'll, I'll start off with the moderate position here. Uh, the officiating was bad. It was fucking awful. There is some bad officiating in favor of in favor of Boston here and there as well. It's just been shitty. The entire playoffs, what the fuck is going on? It's all across the board. Every series has shitty refing. It, it just does. Like, I, are the refs like just like deliberately making a point for some reason? Are like are they going into into uh, into contract negotiations and want to prove their value pr- and to prove that they can fuck everything up or something? I don't know because this is ridiculous. I don't know, but it's. Um... It's it's league wide, and I, I did want to say this. Apparently, yesterday, which which was uh, it was Wednesday, Kevin Paul Dupont said Rob Schick, supervisor of officials for the Boston Tampa Bay series, in Brighton this morning for a chat with GM Don Sweeney. No doubt, a look at Strawman's hack at Martian at the end of game two. Call what call? I don't really know what that tweet means. I know that it, obviously it means the guy's in town to talk to them about the officiating. But what can be done? What What's the point in talking to, to Don I was going to say, you, you know what you're going to do? You're going to get perceived as a whiner, and that only gets, gets worse usually, right? Like, unless you're Mike Babcock, the squeaky wheel does not get the grease. The squeaky wheel gets a fucking sledgehammer in this league. It always has. Which is stupid, because that was that was a critical non-call right there. Remember last night, I think the Bruins were empty net at this point. It was like, you know, under two minutes to go or just around two minutes to go in the in the third. And uh, I, don't, I don't remember what player it was going down the ice, but it, uh, Tory Krug got a stick in his blades um, and tripped him up. And this was a, this was an interesting subject that happened in my house. Okay. Tory Krug got called for that penalty. My husband, Glenn, says that that was probably a good penalty to commit at that point, except when the... Boston penalty kill just fucking gave up. No, it, it was just an inevitability. 
You know, so they called that penalty. Now, the guy was on a breakaway for an empty net goal. I don't remember who it was. I'm sorry. It was some some Tampa Bay player. I don't know who it was. But I think it was probably Johnson or something. Yep, got his, his blade in there. Tripped him up. He couldn't take the shot on the empty net. And it didn't matter because Stamkos got an empty net goal after that in the power play. Ugh. So... Yeah, they corrected that, but it, it went on the Bruins player this time. Oh, yay. <laughs> now, keep in mind, I, I'm, not, I'm not taking the stance that the refs are losing the games for, for Boston, except for game two. I think they basically made the Bruins lose their will to play. Because at the end of game two, it was like the Bruins just looked like all of the life had been sucked out of them. And what was the point of being on the ice? It kind of looked like that at times last night, too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Cassidy put it like they forgot how to play hockey. Seems like to be what happened. They forgot how to hockey. Okay, here's the thing, though, is it's about all of this. And I know regular season playoffs, fine, I don't care. Where the fuck is the Bruins team that routinely and savagely butt-fucked Tampa Bay all season except for that last game? Where the fuck is it? With their injuries. They had injuries. Yeah. Like 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 seriously, this is this is this is ridiculous. This doesn't even make fucking sense is the thing, right? Like I know that oh yeah, all season the the teams were closer than those games looked. Yes. But what the fuck? It seems like the Bruins are playing on their heels at every single goddamn moment. Even in game 1, they were outplayed by like 2 thirds of that game, even though they won 6-2. Like they I don't even know. Like, and I mean, tomorrow is the next game tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Is. Tomorrow is pretty much a must-win. You don't want to go down three-one going back to Tampa. You don't want to go down three-one at all, to be honest. So you have to win tomorrow, and I don't foresee them winning it, which is very hot takey of me, but. They have shown me nothing in the past two games that leads me to believe that, oh, yeah, they're going to be fine because, oh, they fucking suck. Look, you know, um, much has been said about, you know, the top line not being able to make a difference in the games that they lost in the first series. But in the games that they lost in the first series against Toronto, there were also other lines that were that just seemed to be inactive as well and we're seeing that again it's like we see momentary glimpses of david Krejci. we saw a rick knight nash sighting in game one and then you know we tried a couple times last night but it's just like guys i you gotta figure out you know they're not letting you in deep they're not letting you in around the net so you gotta find another way to do this or you gotta find a way to draw them out i don't know bully them the bruins are getting bullied like Bully them back, but don't get called for fucking penalties because you know you're going to. So there's a fine line between bullying them and, like, being stupid and reckless and getting penalties called against them. Which is something I don't really understand. This isn't this isn't an overly small or non-physical team, right? Like, don't even get me started on why pulling shower for out of physicality, uh, physicality moment, element to your lineup makes any sense. So ne- don't, I don't even want to talk about that because I still can't figure that the fuck out. But like, like this is a team that still has it has Bacchus and, and Nash and, and well, that entire fucking fourth line. I, I, I don't see how 
or Miller McQuaid Chara. And, and Miller and McQuaid and Chara, right? This isn't this isn't some sort of soft team. How are they letting themselves get pushed around like this? Even Charlie Matt fucking hit someone into like their own bench. Like and and, and, and to his credit, Tory Krug isn't taking shit, although it's Although that's not going particularly well, but he's like, you know, right? <laughs> yeah, I'd rather that he didn't do that. Yes, I, I, I'm just, the point being is like, he's, he's clearly seeing this team being bullied, and people who should be doing something about it aren't. And as a result, we have Tori Krug trying to, and it's going poorly. My, uh, you know what I said during game two in my living room? I didn't say it anywhere else. I, I tried to figure out a way to say this on Twitter without sounding wrong. Uh, I mean, poor. Um, okay, whatever. Ready? I just said, I'm like, you know, if I were a Bruins player after during these scrums, I would just let some guy hit me. Just just let them hit you. You know why? Not because it's like, oh, well, that's like the best thing to do. You know, no, it's because take the penalty, like draw it. Or best case, they hit first. Now you have an excuse to fight back, to actually fight. And I do think a fight would help this team at this point, like a real one. Well, I think that Bacchus was kind of caught in that yesterday, except, you know, because basically he made a hit, somebody took exception, and then he they drew the extra instigator on uh, on what's-his-name, so... Bacchus only played six minutes. How did I not notice that he was basically non-participant? Well, he was also off. He had, like, seven minutes where he couldn't be on the ice for penalty. But he still only played six minutes. The next least, the next least minutes among a defenseman among a forward was was Heinen with eight fifty five. Everyone else played over a over ten or eleven or more. Apparently, he was supposed to be getting stitched up. I'm a little more worried about this one. Ready? Ed McQuaid only played one minute and three seconds in the third. Yeah. And considering, oh, oh, better yet, he played four forty three a shorthanded. He only played nine forty five total. He is legitimately becoming a penalty kill only guy. Yep. Which incidentally is an interesting idea to discuss. I feel like teams should actually be allowed to dress, um, to, to actually not to not just have on their roster, but dress thirteen forwards and and seven defensemen. Just you know, let you have the specialist. Well, like in baseball, you have a designated hitter. Yeah, you, you know, so you could have that seventh defenseman be either a penalty, a, pen, a power play only guy. Yeah, you know, a, a, Mar- a Mark Andre Bergeron would be your classic example for that. Or a penalty kill only guy, or possibly instead of carrying a thirteenth forward, you can carry eight defensemen. And you have a special team only, a special team only specialist of each kind on on defense. I, I I would be very pro this. It would probably increase scoring, and everybody it would give wins. extra jobs to people. Yeah, everybody wins except the teams that lose because, of course, you know they're losing because they're Buffalo. I'm sorry. I, I I'm thank focused. you, Marlo. Thank you for acknowledging my Buffalo joke. I'm sorry, Jeff. I don't. I I wasn't listening. And he's going to continue to acknowledge it for the next like ten minutes. Well, I, I'm I'm sorry I didn't acknowledge your joke. I'm sure I will listen to it again later and laugh. I'm I'm just more focused on on the fact that I don't know what happened to McQuaid. I just don't know. Honestly, I was so pissed off after a while last night. I would also like to point out that the Bruins third line is producing on the ice for the Bruins as much as the entire Boston Red Sox team is producing for the Bruins. On the <laughs> I was like sitting there like, uh-oh, where is this going? And like, yep, it went the way I wanted it to go. Woohoo! I, I, I will comment that, um, and I can't even keep track of it, whichever team line is actually being used against the Stamkos line at this point has been achieving that target, that goal very well. 
And that, that yeah, is to the I credit mean, of the Bruins, the, because the Stamkos line, so Stamkos, Kucherov, JT Miller is accomplishing approximately fuck all. Yeah, it takes being on the power play with an empty net for them to score a goal. Yeah, so so essentially, that is one thing that, you know, to give the Bruins tons of credit, they have completely shut down that line. The problem is, is um, Tampa's not a one-line team. Mm, yeah. So basically, I mean, you know, game one worked because they came, because they shut down the Stamkos line and caved in the the, point, the Braden point line. Since then, the, the missing out on that second point, that second one has been a real issue. Right. Because uh, the Braden, that, that line in general, even though Braden Point had no points yesterday, fine. Generally, that line's been, the, that line's been a problem. I mean, yesterday, Andre Palat scored two goals before I even turned the fucking game on. Uh, yep, yep, that is that is correct. Well, I... Yes, I'm not. I wasn't there when you turned in the game, but yes, he um, did score. Approximately when everyone was when when they were you know sometime between the goal, puck going in and play starting against when I turned on, I was like fuck, and it was the second one. Um, they started scoring early, and then they didn't really have to do very much. All they had to do was prevent the the Bruins from scoring yesterday. That was it. And what did we score on on the power play? Yeah, the one that we got because that's all we can get is one a fucking game. Well, that's just it. That's happened the, the other day too. They had they 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 scored on their one power play quickly, which yeah, it was is like great eight seconds all. or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it means and that the Tampa Bay penalty kill is not that is, good. Yeah, which means that like this is legitimately a case of to an extent of the game being handed to them. Oh um, my God! They they've handicapped the Bruins by not allowing them to have penalty uh, power plays. Like, like that actually kind of checks out. And if you continually put the Bruins on the penalty kill, it's only a matter of time before you're going to score on them because you can't constantly be on the penalty kill. Yeah, you, you know, when you have freaking Zdeno Chara in a game playing 7 minutes and 31 seconds on the PK. Yep. At 40. Yep. Uh, in game two, he was 5.52, and last night he was 7.31. That's shitty that you have that much time on the penalty kill in the first place. That you can that he can eat up that much time on it. Uh, although it does bring a certain question to me about um, what exactly? I mean, it's it, what exactly is 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 Bruce doing with the penalty kill at this point? At least in terms of defensive deployment, because I just don't really understand. I mean, they're on the penalty kill half the game at this point, so. Well, but look, but look, last minute they're on the penalty kill half the team for defensemen. Chara played seven thirty one. McQuaid played four forty three. Kevin Miller played three fifty seven. Yes, the guys you want leading your time, right? Mm hmm. McAvoy played a minute oh two. Krug played twenty one seconds, um, which I assume was all during the um, uh, pulled the, 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 the pulled goalie the pulled goalie at the end or something. And Grizzlick not at all. This is not a healthy distribution of minutes. No. No, but but Krug was the guy who was in the box when the power play. Oh, I can't even keep track anymore. Through your own undisciplined nature, plus the refs just calling whatever they feel is a penalty at this point, we don't know. You've been on the penalty kills so much that your uh, your guys are racking more time in shorthand time than they are other. Yeah, and then then like if you're on the penalty kill this much, you gotta start spreading it out. Like, I get it. Okay, so okay for what one reason or another, Cassidy, you don't trust Grizzly on the penalty kill. I'm not entirely sure why, to be perfectly honest, but 
you, you gotta you gotta soften some of those charm minutes. Jesus fucking Christ. Also, Boston isn't this undisciplined. Also, Tampa Bay isn't this disciplined. What the fuck? Like, literally, Tampa Bay, you're telling me Tampa Bay has played pretty much three near-perfect games in a row? No, they haven't. Um, somehow, Dan Girardi's looked like he knows how to hockey. But he doesn't know how to get around Brad Marchand, who decided to flip him over last night. <laughs> that was beautiful, and people were freaking out. It's like, that's a cliff. I'm like, no, it's not. The first points of contact's above the hips. He just, like, that, that was a perfectly placed, admittedly dangerous, but in no way illegal chop block. Uh, it was beautiful. It was like, yeah, it was like a well-executed version of the chop block from the 2011 finals, where Hamhuis tried to chop block um, uh, um, uh, Lucic and then took himself out for the rest of the series. You know, and that's the thing when you when you decide you're going to do that, then that's what's going to happen. I didn't feel bad about it at all. I thought it was kind of funny, and yep, Dan Girardi went over like that. But I don't give a fuck about Dan Girardi. That guy is getting paid far too much money for being shitty. I mean, the Rangers are playing him forever to be shitty. Yep, yep. So, like, I don't care. He's got money, and he's shitty. And Ryan McDonough. Can we just talk about Ryan McDonough the other night? Fuck him. I didn't know I hated him, but fuck him. Oh, he's such a fucking shit rat. When did that happen? I don't know. Apparently, when you get traded to Tampa Bay, that's what happens. I didn't know this because I always thought, oh, I have good feelings. But no, I don't have good feelings anymore. Why was I stupid? Who put me under a spell? Ryan McDonough the other night when he boarded. Who is it? Who did, God, he boarded somebody. Who was it? Was it Marshy? Was he boarded Marshy? Yes, right? he did. Yeah. Because yes, he, actually, he, he actually got the penalty on that, which was, you know... A shocking moment of moment of lucidity for the zebras. Yeah. He went back to the bench to pretend like nothing happened. He knew he boarded him. He saw the arm was up. He slunk back to the bench because it couldn't have possibly been him. Not only did he board him as Marsh Marsh was on his way down, he gave him a little shove to the face to like make sure he was like down on the ground. So yeah, he went to the box for that, but it was roughing. It wasn't boarding. According to the um, the tally sheet there, and I'm like, I don't, Blah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was called roughing. Uh, McDonough boarded Marshy, but it was was called for roughing. He tried to avoid it by going back to the bench. Yeah, what a stand up fuckhead. Cockbag. Oh god. Also, can we get someone other than Pierre? I'm really sick and tired of the Tampa Bay Ryan Callahan's at this we point. We had Brian Boucher for game one. What happened? I was like in heaven. I was like, yes, this is great. And now we have Pierre fucking Maguire. Ball washing, not very good in in a fourth line wing for a reason, Ryan Callahan. Completely. Oh. Like I, I'd forgot here's the thing is I'd somehow managed to forget that this was a trope. Like this, I remember that being a meme on Stanley Cup of Chowder year fucking years ago. In fact, I think I put it when I wrote that you know lexicon, that lexicon post. I'd forgotten about that though. Good fucking god! Please, oh. please, Minnesota, hire Pierre, make him go away. Or Toronto. <laughs> oh no, Toronto's gonna hire. I'm gonna hire. Gets gonna hire Dubas Duba or something. Dubas, you know, whatever. But someone hire Pierre, make him leave. Yeah, just, just make him gone. I, I would like that because I'm I've had it and actually last night the the foot last night the coverage was so bad you know all that stuff went down with the penalties between Paquette and and Bacchus and they didn't once really try to sort it out for you 
had to go to the NHL website to figure out what all of that was. Because they didn't explain it. Which is still a piece of shit, <laughs> because for some reason, MLB Media runs it, and guess what? MLB Media is actually shit. It, it is, but that's not... This is not what I want to go into right now. What, what I want to say is this. I hate NBC Sports Network coverage. It is the worst. And if you try to defend it, I, I don't understand what's wrong with you. I'm not going to be happy because I should be happy that somebody's showing this. If it were up to me, up until the final games, I think local markets should just have it. Well, that's just it. That's what I understand. They did that all through the first round. Why not have a, your local broadcast as well? Right. I mean, it doesn't do me any good because for some reason I wasn't given the option of the Jack Edwards broadcast during the first round by way of Game Center Live in Canada, which is a bit of a drag. Fine. Whatever. It's what it is. But yeah, I mean, like, like seriously, NBC, get wipe out your 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 A team. Just like like lure them into an old timey safe, which you'll then roll off the back of an aircraft carrier, and then just like go full time. Make make your base, make your starter crew Forsland, Boucher, and someone who's a decent color guy, which is to say, not the guys they have. I really like. Um, oh goodness, I'm gonna make I'm gonna mess up her name. Uh, AJ. She hasn't covered any of the games I've watched. Oh, I've I've watched her. She's been doing the Preds games. So, yeah, so she's doing the Preds uh, Jets games. I like her. I like having a woman in the booth. Uh, like a woman. Uh, the only difference is that she played women's hockey internationally. She knows the rules. She knows what hockey players do and and how they do it. So, why not have a woman calling a game? I love it. It's great. Yeah, that's like a ESPN has Jessica Mendoza, I think is her name, for baseball games, although people hate her, but she played like for the uh, U.S. softball team and won gold medals and stuff like that. Right. I mean, it, all you have to do it, as a color commentator is all you have to do is like know what it's like to play the game. That's well, it. That's just because a color commentator, no one's expecting you to say anything smart, so you just got to say something that's not dumb because you're the color commentator. So it's not hard. A color commentator add something interesting to the game they they add a, what it implies color it's like it's just like a splash of color and in, into the game and makes it a little more interesting for those uh, who are watching it as opposed to two guys just doing play-by-play or one guy doing play-by-play because you don't need two people doing play well that's so that's when like eddie ultrick is so fucking useless as a color guy like profoundly so like to the point where Milbury is a comparatively good color guy, and actually, I, I will say that Milbury uh, color commentary is not bad. Keep him off a panel, but color commentary he can do. Sure, whatever. Just like yeah, I think the thing uh, is, is that he only speaks when he really feels like he needs to, which is great when you know when to do that, right? Yeah, when you're a color guy, you don't have the room to just yammer because, like, you know, you're the you're 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 the second part in a two man play there. But you know what? I I also feel like you don't need the between the ice guy. Although I love Brian <gasps> Boucher, you don't need it. Can we can we put glass over the front of the between the ice thing and then fill it with cement while Pierre is still inside? <laughs> if I was an NHL head coach, <laughs> and at the freaking commercial break, I had to talk to the dude who was in the glass while like the game was actually going on, I might punch him in the face. It's like, hey, fuck with. I'm what I would like to use this TV timeout to like coach my fucking team. Let me do my job. Go away. <laughs> you know, he might be more interesting if he looked like a mime in the box and didn't say anything. A mime in a box full of water? 
Sure. Like actually, like a drowned mime. I actually was thinking about the water. You are, we have a psychic connection lately. <laughs> so bizarre. How bizarre? How bizarre? Dun, 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 I like dun, that song. <laughs> I believe the person that recorded it does not like that song anymore. Oh, uh, well, it, 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 it's a one hit wonder, but <laughs> I don't like his part the best. I like, I, I like the women kind of cooing in the background. That's, that's my favorite thing, or as the chorus. But anyway, the Bruins are making lots of mistakes, and they can't every see, mistake. And they they don't seem to have answers for things that they had answers for before. I don't know if it's just the proverbial, you know, extra gear that you have to have when you're in the playoffs. The only person that I I mean, besides like Zidane Ochara, the only other player on the Bruins that I see that has that gear right now is Kevin Miller. Jake DeBrusque. Well, Jake DeBrusque, but you know what? I I don't even remember seeing him last night. Part of the it, problem is he was trying to, you know, carry Krejci and Nash around on his shoulders. It, it, it's funny. I saw a tweet that about that. It said that Jake DeBrusque looks really good for a guy who's lugging around $15 million on his shoulders. Which isn't, uh, which isn't entirely fair. Rick Nash was passable yesterday, which is... Poor for him this series. This playoffs, but passable is better than most most of the team was. Brad was so fucking bad yesterday. Yeah, he was. Like 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 outright fucking awful. Ugh. And he had a maintenance day today. He was like that bad. Okay, I'm hoping that the Schaller scratch was just a mo- motivational thing. Maybe it was a motivational to the fourth line. It was just a matter of just picking a guy and putting in Wingles for that. But we're on Donato watch now. We gotta be like, it, like Heinen played so little last night. I mean, Beck has played less, but like Heinen's been routinely playing very little. Give me Donato. You know, here's the thing about Donato. The last time that Boston played Toronto, Tampa in a, uh, in, in a in a playoff series, and there were some shaky games along the way. There, this flashy rookie that had been scratched that far in the playoffs suddenly came in, and then they won the series and then the cup. Oh, would that have been Tyler Sagan? Yeah, that would have been the one. Now, funny give story, me Donato. Yes, thank you, Tim. That's exactly where I'm going with this. <laughs> he played terribly in his one game. Well, not yeah, he played kind of bad in his one game. But he had one game. Give me Donato. You've done everything else. Just give him to me. Put him on the ice. Well, that's just, at this point, even like um, uh, Ty Anderson seems on board, and he's been like one of the ones like, no, Donato wouldn't make a difference in other times, right? Now he's just like, okay, Donato, let's do this. What's the worst thing that could happen? You drop another game. But... You drop a game, at least trying to, to put some firepower on it. Like, actually trying to do that hockey as opposed to whatever exactly has been happening of late. Yeah. If you're so worried about Ryan Donato's defensive responsibilities or capabilities, put him on a line with two other people who know better. Okay? You That's mean, it. like, say, Riley Nash and David Beckett? You could do that. Seeing as we're talking about dra- scratching Heinen anyway. I think it's time to scratch Heinen. And put a yeah, band-aid on it. With, with, with how little they're playing, playing him, there's no good. There's no sense in dressing him. No, because you know what? There's because you know what? I guarantee you, Donato could do at least about the same in those minutes. Uh, yeah, I'm all for it. Bring in Donato. I, I, what's the worst thing that's going to happen right now if you do that? It's not an elimination game tomorrow. It will feel like it though. And, uh, you know, what happens if the kid gets a couple of, uh, he, he takes a lot of shots and he gets a couple or one or even just assists at this point. I mean, anything, anything that drives scoring, let's do it. Yeah. If he's shooting the puck at the net and getting, 
get the other his teammates are able to get those rebound chances who knows what the fuck could, that could happen like do it at this point play Donato play him let him skate on the ice with two other people on his line and try to score goals let him do it I think Tuka said yes she did let him play okay so things that have to happen tomorrow Tuka really just you've got to be more solid we're asking you to do a lot, and you need to be more. I mean, yeah, last night, <sighs> there's nothing in particular I can feel like I can blame Tuka for. It's not like that, whatever the fuck that was. No, on, no, on and, Tuka, and Tuka, <laughs> Tuka kept you in the game when you still weren't scoring for the last two periods after that. Yeah. I think that you can probably blame Tuka for at least one of those goals in the first period, but you can blame Grizzlick. I guess Grizzlick. the first two, yeah, so okay. Yeah, you can you can definitely blame Grizzlick, uh, but I'm not going to sit here and just have a shit on Grizzlick thing. Grizzlick really was trying to bounce back after that. It looked like he would for a while, and then and then, and then it didn't work out so well. No, no, no. So, look, I don't need to shit on him anymore. The guy probably feels terrible. It's fine. Also, I saw something that somewhere someone showed i don't know where it was but it was a fan saying that grizzlick is good and all but he's tory krug without the points since when is matt grizzlick tory krug without the points uh, well he's like five nine except he feels bigger than krug if you ask me in comparisons like it, totally I, different players totally uh, different uh, well grizzlick is supposed to have an offensive upside isn't he I think I think it's pretty clear that almost everyone's written that that aspect of his game off at this point. But, okay. But he can he can he can handle the puck some right, which makes him more like Carlo, right? He skates well. He's not going to score, but he can actually handle the puck like something besides a grenade. And and you know you know who else could be eating up some penalty kill time? Yeah, I know we really could use Brandon Carlo. About the, I don't I don't know if Carlo would balance it much because. Um, He'd just be playing about the minutes that McQuaid is. McQuaid probably wouldn't be in the lineup. So that maybe doesn't fix anything, necessarily. Jeff? Although, although the minutes Carlo would play that weren't off the penalty kill would be much more better spent than when McQuaid is off the penalty kill. There we go. Jeff? That was worded wrong. What? You know. I'm not attacking Carlo there at all. The point is, like, in terms of penalty kill, minute management, it is a push. It may be, but he was important, damn it. And everybody's forgetting yeah, about him. I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't say otherwise. But you didn't say he was. Oh for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. It could be totally different with him in there. But we'll never know because he'll never play a pr- playoff series ever. You know who else won't play? For some reason, Donato. Give me Donato. Okay, all right. So you need something to drive your offense a little bit more. Tuca needs to Somehow or another, just in that first period, just just don't let the early goals in. Come on. And the team in front of him needs to not be complacent and feel like they got it in the early part of the period either. They, just, yeah, they did that in periods that clearly didn't have it. I, I, I don't get it. It's like, guys, it's not a regular season game anymore. It's the playoffs. Mistakes really hurt now. You're not playing for points. You're playing to win games. It's like, hey, fuckheads, how are you? Do? You realize you can't do what you did in game seven against the Leafs there most of the time, right? Right? No, and you shouldn't be, you should not be going into a series aiming to go for seven 
And that's what it feels like it has happened. The, the team has become complacent and a seven game series is fine. No, you guys should have wrapped this up a little bit more, at least gotten another win. I know we're talking about right now. We're talking about Tampa has a two to one lead in the way of games. It feels like it's been so much longer. God, it, and and the playoff games are being played every other day. It just the seven game series is just in my head. So I I don't want seven games. I don't really even want six. But you're gonna have to push it to six now. So get your ass together. Do the things that you need to do. Stop taking stupid penalties. And stop getting yourself in situations where they can call you for some kind of shit. Because clearly they will. Yeah, I don't know what they're calling anymore, but you know what? It's league I'm sure they don't either, so, yeah. <laughs> Any other tips for them? What do the Bruins need to do tomorrow? <sighs> On Friday. They need to stop spotting Tampa Bay the first half of the game. Like, that's kind of what they do, is they, like, spot them the first period, and then, like, you know, half of the second, and they're like, oh, yeah, we should probably start playing now. How about we stop doing that? Thrilling comebacks are only thrilling if you come back. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. I don't I don't want you to come back. I want you to take the lead and run with it, or skate away with it. Skate away with the lead. That's all I want you to do, and and I don't want you to become complacent. I don't want you to give it up. Just fucking win the game. From start to finish, that's it. Is it too hard? You've done it before. <sighs> and shoot the fucking puck. So, I'm going to start off by saying that I am actually very confident Boston comes out and wins tomorrow, possibly in a bit of a statement. Whether it means something in the longer run, I have no comment. My faith is wavering in them, but I cannot see a scenario where they don't come out and win tomorrow. And if they don't win tomorrow... It's done. It's done. It's done. Because basically, they've gotten so far into their heads. The, the, the Bolts have gotten so far into the Bruins' heads that the, they're not going to come back, you know. And In which case, I, I would say, honestly, if, if they don't come out and win that game tomorrow, I, I don't even know if it's worth watching a game six on Sunday. I know it's going to happen. We know that that game's happening. But I'm not sure it'll be worth watching because I'm not sure how much more fight the Bruins could have if they give up another loss tomorrow. That being said, I look, I still believe in this team. I know they have it in them, but it's all up to them. They've got to do this. We can't will this into to existence. They've got to do it. Yep. Because I'm hot takey today, okay. I don't think they're going to win tomorrow. All right. Honestly, I, kinda I don't think the VA, VA and I are the ones with the hot take, really. Yeah. Okay. Carry on, Tim. Maybe we're all full just, of hot takes. We're just like, they're just different. They, you know, it's kind of like buffalo wings, where it's like, you know, you've got hot, and then you've got, like, suicidal, and then you've got, no, or hot, inferno, and then suicidal, and then, like, uh, whatever the fuck uh, scotch bonnet is. And then honey garlic for the wusses. I like honey garlic. True, true story. I had a friend that would sweat while eating honey garlic wings. Really? Yeah. My, I love... Uh, it was kind of off-putting. I like the Thai chili because I like a little sweetness with my heat. But I, I know mean, it's fair. Yeah, but I, I will eat hot buffalo wings, and I might manage to get through like a couple of suicidal or infernos before. It depends on the maker. I think I can eat the suicidal um, anchor bar wing sauce, no problem. 
I can't. Okay, that's fine. Hey, look, I'm not going to to judge anyone on any of that, but uh, yeah. So that's what our takes are. They're like the gamut of like heat on the on the uh, what's it called? What's that? Showfield? No. Um, Scholes. Um, oh, Scholes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember. Sorry. Regardless of what happens tomorrow, we will be back with another podcast episode on the early part of next week after the Sunday game. We're going to watch games uh, four and five. Oh, God, I think I might have said something about game six earlier. We don't know if there's going to be a game six. We're hoping, but whatever. Game five on Sunday, which is an afternoon game. Yay. Interesting how they had no 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 manatee games during the first round, but um uh, two in, in the first game five games of this round. I yeah, I don't I don't understand what it is, but they're they're doing it and um they had announced that basically right as soon as the game was over. The um the second game was over, I should say. So yeah. This week so I wanna try to keep up with this a little bit more. What did we have on didn't have any Twitter things? We did have a Facebook comment. Let me get to that real quick. Uh, so uh, Russ Allenwell was upset about Wingles being in and Schaller being scratched for game three. Um, so Schaller was out and we tried to console him that, uh, you know, it's temporary. We get it. You know, he said that Schaller's his Achari. I get it. I think it was motivational and I think it could have been anybody on that line. That's it. I think he just was like eeny, meeny, miny, mo and picked Schaller for whatever reason. And I hope that that fourth line comes out blazing tomorrow night and somebody scores something. I'd like a goal from each line, at least one from each line. That's what I would like. And that's about it with our social media stuff. <laughs> yep, yep. Big week on the old Facebooks there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Russ. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it. We appreciate comments um, and stuff. So, yes. Yeah, so... Join us, listeners, to listen to watch the Bruins tomorrow night at Boston, 7 p.m. The Garden, and uh, as well for Game Five at 3 p.m. Eastern in Tampa on uh, Sunday, May 6th. Because, uh, yay! <laughs> we're going to Polish Fest on Sunday, and then we're going to go to a local bar and watch it. So you're going to drink okay beer and then hopefully watch this team play okay? You know, other people will drink okay beer and hopefully this this uh, team will play okay, but I am allergic to okay beer. Okay, well, you play, drink, like, you know, passable beer then? I will try to drink something good. Basically, when we get to the Polish Fest, there are two that you can have. You can have the Zivich and you can have the uh, okay beer. And I usually do okay with Zivich, which knocks me on my ass. Like, it's hilarious how quickly I get drunk off that. So, gonna go have some. I don't know how to say this properly, but because my dear sweet friend Ellen likes to say spatzel, I'm going to call them Paxi. <laughs> gonna have some of those and some pierogies and stuff. It'll be a good time, I hope. Yeah, so I think we're gonna go watch the game after that. Woohoo! Neat. Yes, so that's why Actually, I. Actually, no, it's great. That's, that's great. Ellen's a riot. Uh, she, she, Ellen's a riot, so good for you. Well, I don't know if she's going to come to the bar and watch it. She suggested we watch inside the Polish American Club. And I'm like, no, it's going to be a different cup, probably. The Polish cup. The Stanislavski or something. (laughs) But anyway. uh... (laughs) The Stanislav cup. (laughs) Yep. 
<laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. We're still kind of trying to figure all that out. So why don't we wrap it up? Okay. Well, listeners, we've been listening to Barely on Topic. You can, of course, um, hear us on SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, or, or iTunes, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Assuming it's one of those four. I can't vouch for anywhere else. If you like what you hear, rate us a, bu- rate us a bunch of stars. Tell all your friends. Hit share or retweet, what have you. Just, you know, let it know. In fact, we would not be opposed to you commissioning a Skywriter. Just saying. Uh, oh, um, you, of okay. course, can also uh, talk to us on, uh, on Twitter at Barely on Topic and uh, on Facebook uh, at Barely on Topic Podcast. And, of course, on, if, you're, if you're really um, uh, feeling in for some self-loathing, our um, individual uh, Twitter accounts. I'm, of course, at Dr. Hand Grenade. I'm at Tim A. Richardson. I'm at VA from RI. Okay, so um, uh, see y'all Sunday. And uh, Tim. Richie is lost in the Triton.